Hello, this is Pastor Eric Hubbard with Journeys in Grace. Thank you for joining us for another message as we go into the Word of God and study in the book of Romans. Last week, we were studying the book of Romans, first chapter, talking about at Paul as he began to present the gospel to the, uh, not only to the Jew and to the Greek, but to the whole world. And as Paul wrote this letter, letting the, uh, the saints and citizens of Rome know that I'm coming, my desire is to come. He induces himself by saying first in the 16th, chapter, 16th verse of the first chapter, he says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. So he begins to present this word, letting them know that, yes, I know that I live, and I'm talking, speaking for Paul, <laughs> uh, as you go on to read um, in more of Paul's writing, how that he was a, a Hebrew of the Hebrews. He was a Pharisee. A Pharisee of the Pharisees. He was, we would say he was hard to the core in staying with the uh, the law and all the things that he had, had been taught. And when Jesus came along, or the Christians came along, Paul was stood against them because he did not have the revelation that the Old Testament or the old uh, law, the old will of God, had now ended with Christ's uh, death on the cross. So Paul had been converted, as, as uh, we, read, we can read in the book of Acts, on the road to Damascus, and Jesus set him on a new course, a new purpose. He gave him, which was to not to kick against the prick, but to take the word that, and the revelation that Jesus had given him, and, and through the Holy Spirit, and this is what Paul had preached all over uh, the, his, the known world and all around the Mediterranean, he taught them about this Jesus and this grace, which is the, uh, which is the good news. Um, the definition that says grace is the too good to be true, almost too good to be true news. We know it is, it is to be believed, but it's almost, it's almost. If, if, you, if you heard it for anything else, I don't believe that. But we have evidence, I'm evidence, that grace is for real. So we're going to leave the, uh, the 16th verse and go down to the 17th where we're going to start. And in that, then here's where we ended, but here again, I'm going to pick up and we're going to talk about faith. Um, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed, where? From faith to faith. And when Paul presents this stanza, he's talking about that faith that we will grow from, we will grow in. Your spirit is right with God. God created with every believer. We got a new spirit created within us when we received Christ. Uh, as as uh, Book of Corinthians says, old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. We are a new creature in Christ. We were we are a new people, a new um, uh, a new child of God who had the Spirit of God within. God lives within us in the person of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. He's there now. He's in you now. If you are a born again, blood washed believer, God Himself. In the person of the, of the Holy Spirit is in you, dwelling in you. And he is there to, uh, the Holy Spirit is, as Jesus said, I must go away, but the comforter must come. The comforter is only inside of you, child of God. And if you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, speaking with tongue, and, and, and you, ha you have not only the Spirit in you, but you have been endowed, uh, uh, been given an endowment of power. And as we talk, go through this uh, lesson today, know that you are a witness. You are 
a chosen one. You are a jewel of God. Peter said, calls us out as being the royal priesthood. You are a favorite of God. You are the righteousness of God. And this is the testimony that we must take as believers to the world. The world is dark. We look outside now and, and we see all the things that are coming on the earth now. We have earthquakes, fires in the, in, in the west of the western part of the United States. COVID is now has kicked up again. And many of uh, are, are afraid and fearful. And I don't say don't respect COVID, but I will say we should not fear it as believers. So this 17th verse says we must, uh, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. For what does it say? The just shall live by faith. Faith is our shield. The book of Ephesians talks, as it talks about the, uh, the believer being armed we are armed with faith. And if we will hold up our faith which, and know and that, know that we have the shield of faith that will, that will, that will uh, ward off the enemy, letting him know you can't cross this barrier because I walk in and am the righteousness of God. I am protected by him. He is assigned his angels as my, as, my, as my guardians. Goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life. I have the sword of the spirit. I have, which is the word of God. So our faith in what's been written and what is evident in us is what will keep us in this day. In this day, when we don't know what's going to happen, we don't know what's going to uh, happen to, uh, tomorrow. To, to, to think about the, 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 uh, the, the hurricane that just came through Louisiana and we don't know how many people have died and how many have been affected by this storm. But I want to tell you, believer, that have faith in God, knowing that he is a keeper. Whether you were in New Orleans or in New Orleans and, and there may be flood water still around, still around your house. Or you might have had to flee New Orleans and, and, and from another storm. And many wonder, why is God doing this? God did not bring a storm to New Orleans. He did not kill those people. He did not bring those flood waters. God is a good God. And it is Satan uh, who he is killing. Who The Bible says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But what did Jesus say? I have come that you might have life, and that more abundantly. And you can remember when, when the disciples were going across the, 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 the sea, and a storm, great storm came. God didn't bring that storm because Jesus rebuked it. Jesus would not rebuke his father. But that storm came to kill them. And it happened more than once. When he sent them, one time when he sent them across and he stayed to pray and the, the, the waters began to, uh, 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 the storm and the wind began to work against them. What many say, they should, it should have taken them at most two hours to row across that sea. They were rowing all night long. Why? Because the enemy had wanted to destroy the, the disciples of God, the disciples of Jesus, and to stop the message from going out. But Jesus came walking on the water and took them to the other side. Another time when Peter got out of the boat, but this was the same time, but, but uh, another time when Jesus was in the boat with them and the storm came and waters filled the boat 
And here Jesus is laying there, sloshing in the water. The Bible says he was asleep. Why? Because he had confidence. If I said we're going to the other side, we are going. And this is what I say to you, believer. If the Lord has spoken life over your life, you will live. You will live. You will recover. Find the word of God that speak, uh, speak life to you, which is 1 Peter 2.24, which says, by his stripes we are, I am healed. We were healed, rather. If Jesus said, I live, I live. So let's stay in the word. Let's, the Bible says we've got to live by our faith now. You may have money in the bank, but all the money in the world won't heal your body. All the money in the world won't bring peace in a home. All the money in the world won't uh, bring get your son out of jail or get your, uh, uh, get your daughter on the right path. Not, no money can do this. People try. They try. You can't buy peace. You can buy a man, you can buy a woman for a season. But real love only comes from God. Real love. Yes, there is love that God has sanctioned in a marriage between a man and a woman. But so many of our homes are, are, are being destroyed because they've, our, our families and our marriages have left the faith. They don't include, we don't include God in what we do. Everything we do, we should, you should uh, put God in your plans first. So Paul says in the 17th verse, the just shall live by faith. So you say, preacher, how do we live by faith? Let's, again, if you write this in your notes, Colossians, the second chapter and the sixth verse, it's, uh, Paul is speaking to the Colossian church. Again, another church that um, he had wrote a letter to. He began to tell them about their, their daily walk with God. This is a daily, this is a personal thing. That's why I preach about having a personal relationship with God. It's not enough to go to church. It's not enough to hear or listen to the message on the, uh, on the internet or to hear it or to see it live stream or to hear it, hear a podcast. That's not enough. You need your own relationship. You need to get familiar with God by and, 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 and know him, know his voice. That's why Jesus said, my sheep know my, hear my voice and a stranger they will not follow. How can you hear the voice of God? Let him speak to you through his word. You can get the word on, on CD. You can get it on um, uh, recorded on uh, disk drive. You can get it on, um, you can hear it it's been on, on the internet through uh, having it personally read to you. You can have your own Bible. You can get it on your phone. However you get it, but you've got to get this word in you so that when you hear a voice, say yes, that goes along with the scripture. I, can, I believe I can, I, can, I can receive that. So here in Colossians 2 and 6, it says, as you have received Christ Jesus, so y'all walk in him. Well, how did we receive him? How did we receive him when we, we, uh, we started this walk with God? We heard a word and we believed it and we received it. And if you could just take your mind back to that time when you first got saved, you, nobody could tell you you wouldn't say because you knew something had happened. All, all of that, all of that, 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 that corruption, all of that, that fear, all of that, uh, all of those things that you could now sleep at night. You had peace. You could, 
Uh, you know, you let things go that used to just make you blow up. No, it doesn't mean that you were perfect after that first day of getting, uh, getting saved. But that was a change on the inside. You had an encouragement now. You had a, uh, 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 that was hope now. Why? Because now Jesus lives on the inside of me. Now I know that God is with me because I received his son. So Paul tells the Colossians, as you received him, walk ye in him. Keep walking with him. Reaffirm your relationship with God by getting up uh, either in the morning or in the evening or whatever time you, you have. But don't make God last on your priority list. Make him first. He said, as you received him, so walk in him. And the seventh verse says, then you will be rooted. You won't be so easily tossed by every wind and doctrine. Every time the prophet comes to town, you run trying to get a word. Get your own word. You get the word for you. Go read the word of God. And that's what leaps off the paper. The Bible will leap, all, I leap out, of the, uh, out of the Bible and, and say, here I am. I am your word for right now. Paul said you'll be rooted and built up. You'll be encouraged. You can walk with this. Think on it. Meditate on it. Chew on it. And be what? Established in the faith. So again, just because this new thing comes along, you weigh it out. You test it with the word. You try the spirit by the word. You say, okay, I hear what you say, preacher. Let me go read this for myself. No, it doesn't mean that you doubt what everything everybody says, but you do test it with the word. If it does not align with what, uh, the, the, what, what God is saying, then I say, wait a minute. Oh, okay, I hear you. Let me, let me get an understanding of this for myself. It says, you're rooted, built up, established, as you have been taught. Abounding therein with what? Thanksgiving. The Lord said in the last day. He said men will be what? Unthankful. What an unthankful world we have today where we have everything at our fingertips. Everything almost instant. We have instant communication. Anytime we want. We can call and contact anyone all around the world. You can call right now to India, to Africa to Europe, in a moment's time, you could be speaking to your loved one, a friend, or a business associate, whatever the case may be. We have instant, we have instant communication. We can go around the block and you can get an entire meal. You can, matter of fact, you don't have to go anywhere. You can make a phone call and have a buffet brought to your house. If you got the money, they'll bring it. Everything is instant. But I tell you, yes, you can receive Christ right now. But to be established takes time that you will read the word and live day by day. That's why Paul said, walk in him. Be patient. Jesus said, in your patience, possess your soul. Be willing to wait on some things. Yes, I know you might think you saw your husband yesterday. I know you think you might have saw that girl and said, oh, that's my woman right there. And you ain't even talked to him or her. What did God say about it? What did he say about it? Is this your time? And it might be the one. But let, as I heard an evangelist come down once a, a, many years ago, 
She said, get everything a, a year. Everything. If you're going into a relationship and y'all all in love at this very moment, you have been talking for three days, give it some time. Let's see how he feels, how, how you see him deal with uh, disappointment. How does she deal with uh, conflict? Can you talk through your problems or issues? Is this, is this really somebody that you would want to live the rest of your life with? How do they handle money? Will, they, will, 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 will he hold a job? Has he worked in a, in a, in a position more than, than, than six months or three weeks? Is everybody on her job get on her nerve? She can't get along with anybody, not only anybody on the job, but not of her family. See, these are things that we have to be taught and learn. Then let God teach us how to live. Well, that verse, part of that verse again, the seventh verse says, as you have been taught, abounding therewith with thanksgiving. We need each other. We need the body of Christ. This is how our faith is built up. It's built up. As we hear testimonies of people who've been married, of people who stood the storm, of, mother, of single mothers who've raised kids by themselves, of fathers who have taught, who have worked and, and supported their families and, and stood with them. Whether they were divorced, they took care of their kids, or whether they, they, their marriage uh, held together. And, and, and uh, husband and wife can testify. Their marriage is not easy. But in Christ, in God, you not only can endure, you can prosper if you work together as you do it by faith. Everything we do must be done by faith. So let's move on now. We get ready uh, to move forward in this lesson. So let's go to 1 John, 1 John, the fifth chapter, and we're going to read the uh, fourth verse. Again, talking about faith. Paul said we move from faith to faith. What did he say in that 17th, uh, Saint, uh, rather Romans 1.17? He says, for the just shall live by faith. Well, over here in 1 John it says, who is he that overcomes the world? Who are, they victor who are the victors? Who are the people that when they're confronted with uh, trials and tribulations, when they're confronted with issues that nobody seems to have a problem, have a solution for? And see, this is why we are here today. For such a time as this, there is there. It, what it's not a mistake that you weren't born, you weren't uh, uh, an adult in the forties, that you weren't an adult and 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 uh, were born in the twenties or thirties. You are born for right now, right now. God got you on this earth to be a testimony of Him. That's why we are called, so that our light will shine in such a dark time. Many would say, oh, I don't, I'm not a, a preacher. I'm not a, 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 a musician. I'm not a singer. It, it doesn't matter. You were born for such a time as this. If you ever go out at midnight and you strike a match, that match will, just a match, will, or a pin light will lead you on your way. You still, it may not sound far out into the, uh, into the, uh, uh, into the atmosphere, but right in front of you, as you take step by step, it will lead you, and you can see what's on your path. But with the daylight, you don't need a, uh, you don't need a match for light. You don't need a pin light for mat, uh, uh, for for light and for for guidance. But in the darkness, if you if you think you just got a little light, 
everybody will be drawn to you if you let your light shine. If you let the Christ in you. And if you testify of what God has done for you. See, over here in, again in 1 John 5, 5 and 5, we're going we're gonna to start in. I think I said five and so, I'm sorry, First uh, John 5, 4, he said, for whatsoever is born of God overcomes the word, again, of the world. Again, it's talking about being victorious. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this second stanza of that fourth verse says, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Your faith is what's going to take you through. Your testimony will, will, will take you through the battle. Will, help, will help make you a winner on the other side. Will promote you and put you in a place of prominence so that you can testify. If it had not been for the Lord, I don't know where I would be. But he is the one that established me. He is the one that blessed me. He is the one that healed me. He is the one that delivered me. God did this. And see, this is what the world is missing, a testimony of a believer who has overcome, who when they saw you, when you started from zero, and now here you stand days, months, years later, and they can say, man, how'd you get there? By the grace of God. Yes, you worked. Yes, you applied yourself. Yes, you went to school or you have this degree. Or yes, you started this business with uh, or just the money you had in your pocket. But day by day, Week by week, month by month, year by year, God took you from faith to faith. And he showed you that he's faithful. So that fourth verse says, we overcome. They overcome the world by what? Our faith. What does it say for the fifth verse? For who is he that overcome the world? But he that believed that Jesus is the son of God. This is what the world, they, they don't mind you praying in, in the name and praying to Allah. They don't mind you, you, you speaking of Bula and Hari, Hari Ram and all of the other gods. They don't mind you talking about uh, the rights of, of, of those who, are, who don't believe. Oh, and you know, we don't want to hear that Jesus name. But any other religion, they're fine. But when it comes, you talk about Jesus. Ah, another one of them kooks, another one of them. But I'm going to tell you, when the world's on fire, there is no other name, no other name, wherein men may be saved, save the name of Jesus Christ. So John is saying, who is he that overcome? Who is the victor? But he that believed that Jesus is the son of God. Let's keep going on. Let's go to Revelations now. Again, if you would, Revelations 12th chapter and the, and the uh, 11th verse. And in, in Revelation, again, the Apostle John is talking about overcoming. Overcoming. Overcome means that you win. Overcome means that you have, 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 are, uh, are the victor. You stand on top of the heap. You, you are the one that's been, that uh, has ascended to the place of, of prosperity. You are the one that's healed. Your family is together. Your marriage is still together. You might have had tough time first year and seventh year and eighth year and whatever that case may be. But when you look back at your 15th and 20th anniversary, you say, I can remember when it looked like we were going under. But look at God. Look what he did. He prospered us. He prospered us. 
when they declared that your marriage wasn't going to make it, when they declared that all your children would never be anything, now they've graduated. They are doctors or lawyers. They're, they're, they're teachers. They're, they're businessmen and women. They overcame. Not because it was all on their uh, abilities, but because you prayed. Because you not only prayed, but you, you stayed with God. And you taught them about have faith in God. And now they are leading their families. Have faith in God. And this is what Revelation excuse me, 12 chapter 11 verse says, Therefore rejoice ye heaven, and ye that dwell therein. I'm sorry, I think I'm on the, maybe on the 11th verse. Okay, here he is. Sorry, 12th verse. Uh, Revelation 12, 11, not 12, 12. But Revelation 12, 11 says, And they overcame him. Overcame who? They overcame the devil by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. See, you got to talk about who you are and who God is. You got to speak your victory. Before your victory comes, you've got to testify of it about who God is, what God has done for you, and knowing within yourself that you know what? I trust God. I trust God. So we're going to go quickly over to 1 Samuel 17 and 46. Uh, book of, in the Old Testament, 1 Samuel 17th chapter, and the, I believe it's the 46th verse. And we're going to talk about Goliath, and Dave, David and Goliath, rather. That when as David began to do the things of God, maybe maybe a little earlier. Oh, wrong wrong book. That's second chapter, second Samuel. First Samuel, seventeen uh, forty six, and we all know the story how that when uh, Israel and the Philistines were out in the battle, and how Goliath began to speak against God. And begin to tell them about all the things that they were going to do. This is what Goliath said. He said, I've been out here ready to fight and do all those things. And this is what, in 1 Samuel 17, 44, we'll start with Goliath. Goliath said to David, David came out. He came out with a, a sling and a rock. A rag and a rock, as we like to say. And Goliath had his armor bearer. He had his, uh, which held a shield. He had his helmet. He had his, uh, all of his leg bracelets and all the things that you would think a mighty warrior would have. And, and history says that uh, he was nine feet tall. And here David is 17 years old. He might have been five, whatever, five feet something. And start reading the 44th verse. And Goliath said to David, come to me and I will give your flesh unto the fowls of the air and to the beast of the field. First Samuel 17, 45. But what did David say? David began to testify. To the, to, the, uh, to the Philistine. He said, you come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, that the, that the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled, he said, this day would I deliver you into, God would deliver you into my hand. He said, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to take your head from you and I will give your body to the Philistine. This day, he, no, he said, not only uh, I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistine, not only am I going to take you out, but everybody that with you I'm taking out. And I'm going to give their body to the, uh, to the uh, host, to the fowls of the air, and to the wild beast of the field. So David testified of what God was going to do. And see, this is what we've got to do. We've got to not only have the word in our heart, but we got to speak it in the day of adversity. 
Proverbs said, uh, said that if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Meaning that you are taken aback. You step back rather than stepping up. And I just read to you that the believer overcomes by the word of their testimony. In other words, it's what you're willing to say. Are you willing to stand on the word of God in the face of adversity, in the face of trial and tribulation? Child of God, have faith in God. All right, the last verse we're going to read today is Matthew 9.20. And we're all familiar with the woman with the issue of blood. How that be she, she'd been sick, the Bible says, all those many years she had suffered. But I want to tell you, she testified. She had her victory before she had her victory. She had her healing before she was healed. So let's go down to verse 920, and I'm going to, tell you, I'm going to read this to you. To you. Not verse, uh, St. Matthew 9 and verse 20. It says, Behold a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood for 12 years, came behind him, came behind Jesus, and touched the hem of his garment. It says, For she said within herself, If I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. She said it. She testified. She was healed while she was thinking. As she was going, the healing was already heard. She just had to make a point of contact. Child of God, the just shall live by their faith. We got, these are some things that we need to know. You are already healed. You're already the righteousness of God. You're already the blessed of God. All of these things are in salvation. But you have got to say them. The word of God is voice activated. Now, you know how we can, you can, you can start your phone up. And say, Siri. And Siri will speak to you. She will be activated. What I'm going to tell you, the word of God is activated by your mouth. The Bible said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Child of God, speak your faith. Find your, your verse in the Bible and speak it by faith. If it's in the word of God, according to grace, it's already yours. For I say again, Apostle Peter said, for he's given us all things that pertaineth unto life and godliness. I pray you receive something out of the word of God today. I pray that it's been a blessing to you. If you don't know Jesus, I pray that you would surrender to him and receive this Savior who is calling on the entire world to be saved. The only thing you need to do is say, Lord, I've come to you. You know my life. You know what I have done and the things that I have been the man or woman that I have been. Lord, I receive you as my Savior. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me in your blood. For I believe and receive the salvation that you promised to me. I pray for any who is sick today. Receive your healing. First Peter 2.24 says, By his stripes you were healed. You don't have to wait to be healed. But you are healed now. If you're looking for a job, declare. Say, Lord, lead me to that job which you've already provided for me. I receive it by faith. I walk in it, Lord. I am a giver. I am a tither. And I do those things which you command me to do because I am your child. And you take care of me. Be blessed today. 
until we meet again on this broadcast on Journeys in Grace. Amen.